Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we are talking about maximal training versus optimal training. What is it? Why is it important? And which one should you be focused on? Now, the first thing we're going to talk about is the mindset around maximal training. So what is maximal training? Basically, if you're the type of athlete that your gym is offering a class and you are there no matter what, and you're always trying to train every single day, going as hard as you can, 100%, you're probably closer to maximal than you are to optimal. Now, the mindset around that, I understand, and we're going to talk through it, and then we're going to talk through why you might need a little bit of a shift in your mindset as well. To preface this, though, because I always have that one person that says something about me telling people not to train hard, me telling you not to be at 100% all the time is not me telling you not to train hard. It's me telling you that if you want to do this for a long time, you need to manage your intensity so that you don't fucking die. All right? So this is not me telling you not to train hard. This is me telling you how to manage how hard you're training in order to be able to do this for a long time at a high level. So the mindset around maximal training. First off, the thing I hear a lot of people say is the more work I do, the better I'm going to get. And the way I like to compare this is, let's say you're on a road trip. It sounds on the surface really smart to say, the longer I drive, the further I'm going to go. And that's true until the car breaks down. And that's the problem with always being at 100% when it comes to your training. If you jump in the car on your road trip and you say, I'm not stopping because the longer I drive, the further I'm going to get. For a really long time, you're going to feel like you're making a ton of progress. You're getting really far. Everything's going really well. And then you're going to run out of gas in the middle of the highway, nowhere near anything. And it's going to take you way longer to get to your destination because now you have to walk back to a gas station, fill up a freaking dairy can or something, walk it all the way back to your car just to be able to keep going. And that's the, that's the mentality and that's the direction that a lot of athletes take towards their training. They're trying to be at 100% all the time until shit breaks. And then when shit breaks, they have to take 14 steps back and then they have to rebuild slowly but surely. Now, instead, what we want to focus on is we want to focus on optimal training. And when I say optimal training, what I mean, again, I'll say it again, is not telling you not to train hard. What I mean when I say optimal training is instead of just getting in the car and driving until the, until you run out of gas and the car breaks down, you stop at the gas stations when you've gone maybe you know three quarters of a tank to refill and get back on the road. Now, as simple as that sounds, when it comes to a road trip, this is something that so many people overlook when it comes to their training. They wake up on the day that's supposed to be their rest day and they go, I feel pretty good. I'll just go train for a little bit today. 
But what you don't realize is every time you just go train for a little bit on that rest day, you're using that much more energy, taking away from the recovery and bringing you closer to the car breaking down in the middle of the highway. So the thing I need you to understand when it comes to training, first off, those of you that take more of that maximal, you know, 100% all the time kind of mentality, I get it. I get why. When you wake up and you feel like you can train, it sucks to sit at home and not train. But when you focus on the actual number one outcome that you should be focused on when it comes to your training, which is success and competition, you're going to understand that training hard every day is one piece of the puzzle. If you just train hard every day, and again, same thing, we'll pull it back to the car, the car and the road trip analogy. The goal of the road trip is to get to the destination. And if you just drive, 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 never fill up on gas, never change the oil, never you know maintain the vehicle, you're probably not getting to the destination, obviously, unless it's within one tank of gas away. But if the destination's far, you're probably not getting to the destination unless you actually maintain the vehicle. So what you've got to understand is the goal of training is the same thing. If you're a fighter listening to this, the goal of your training is not to beat yourself into the ground each and every single day. The goal of your training is not to outwork your opponent. The goal of your training is not to be the hardest worker in your gym. The goal of your training is to succeed when you fight. That's it. And so hard work is going to be a massive piece of that puzzle, of course. But if you're not balancing it with learning how to be smarter within the training that you're doing, you're going to be at that car broken down in the middle of the highway because you didn't want to stop for gas because you were trying to get to the destination too fast. So when it comes to optimal training, when it comes to maximal training, the way that athletes look at that is they just train through injury. Like let's say right now, you know, you've got a little bit of an issue. Actually, I saw an athlete of mine tune into this that recently was dealing with an issue in his elbow and he decided to, you know, and right away, you know, wanted to push through it and went to training the next day and the issue got worse. So then when we had that conversation, he did the smart thing. And I'm super fucking proud of you. I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are. And he did the smart thing and he took a little bit of time off. Now, with the maximal training mentality, people would take that little bit of an issue with the elbow and say, oh, it's not a big deal. and just train through it and continue to make it worse until it became such a problem that they needed to take a long time off. Whereas what this guy did was he realized that it was a problem, tried to train through it one day, realized eh, that's probably not a great idea. Took, I believe it was two weeks total where he was still training, but just not doing anything that was putting impact through his arm. And in turn, he was back at it and he was at a hundred percent two weeks later. Right? So even though at the time it sucks to have to sit back and be like, oh, I'm not going to train this week or I'm not going to train for two weeks or I need to take a little bit of time for this injury. And it like you feel soft, like you feel like you're, you know, you're doing something wrong. But what you're preventing is that two week injury being a six month to a year long injury later down the road when you don't take care of it. So the maximal training mentality is it doesn't matter how you feel, keep training at 100% anyways. And what that does is that takes away from your ability to succeed when you fight. Because that little injury that, you know, is a little nagging thing right now, 
after a couple weeks of training through it, it gets worse. And then a couple more weeks, it gets worse. A couple more weeks, it gets worse. And by the time that next fight rolls around, this dude can't throw that hand because his elbow's fucked up. But if you take that same mentality and you say, okay, I'm going to take two weeks. I'm going to let it fully heal. I'm going to take proper care of it. I'm going to be smart, keeping the ultimate goal of being successful when I compete in mind. You're going to be able to do way more for yourself because instead of just training through it, making it worse, and then coming into your next fight compromised, yeah, the training camp you had might not have been fully optimized, might not have been, you know, as many sparring rounds as you wanted or as many conditioning sessions as you wanted, but your body's going to be healthy coming into it. You're going to be able to throw your jab without worrying about something going wrong at your elbow. You're going to be able to throw power because you're not worried about the impact that that's going to put on the joint. And again, the other important thing to remember is when I say take time off around an injury, I'm not saying do not train. I'm not saying don't keep yourself in shape, but I'm saying don't keep throwing hard punches with the arm that's messed up that hurts every time you throw a hard punch. What you need to do is learn to work around it. Even do footwork drills or defense drills where that arm doesn't move so that you're not putting more impact through it. Do strength conditioning work without, you know, putting any impact against through that joint or do recovery work around that joint while you condition the rest of your body. Wherever the pain is, your goal is to do everything you can around it to keep yourself in shape, keep yourself improving, keep yourself moving forward with that ultimate goal of being healthy and ready to fight on the night that matters. Now, the optimal way to train, like I just said, is actually taking proper care of the injury instead of just grinding through it. Now, the important thing to remember when I talk about the optimal training versus maximal training is number one, you're still pushing hard. Like, people have this impression when I talk about this that I'm telling people to be soft. I'm telling people not to work hard. I'm telling people not to train. That could not be further from the truth. You're still pushing hard, but you're just remembering the actual true goal of training. And the actual true goal of training is succeeding when you step into the fight. If you and your opponent are training for the same date and your opponent is training twice as many hours but then they come into the fight and both their shoulders are in pain and they can't throw their jab because their elbow's messed up and they have a bad knee because, you know, the last two weeks of training, they got leg kicked a couple times when they were a little fatigued while they were sparring, so they can't really move laterally as well. And you did, you know, half the hours, three quarters of the hours, but your whole body feels 100%. Who do you think's winning that fight? You. Because you both going to have skill, even if their skills are a little bit better than yours, if they're compromised, they're not able to execute their skills at the same level. And if they can't execute their skills at the same level, and you can execute your skills, you can beat them to the punch because you're moving better. You can hit harder because your joints are feeling strong. You can move laterally better because those knees aren't bugging you. You're going to be faster. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be more powerful, and you're going to push a better pace. And... Nine times out of ten, the ones who can do all those things win the fight. And ultimately, what would you rather, out of competition, what would you rather? Be able to turn to your opponent and say, I worked harder than you in training camp, or be able to turn to your opponent and say, I beat you on the night of the fight that actually went on to our records. To me, it's a pretty easy decision. Now, the other thing 
is when I talk about optimal training, what I talk about is balance. I've had a lot of athletes over the years that have told me they can't fit strength and conditioning into their schedule because they're doing six hours or four hours or five hours of skills training every single day. Now, don't get me wrong. I applaud the hustle. I, I applaud the mentality that you're trying to take towards that. You're thinking, you know, more hours, get better, do as much as I can to get as good as I can. But think about it this way. If you cut that six hours in half, you did three hours of training six days a week on your skills. But in the other three hours, you focused in, and not even three hours a day, but I'm talking like three hours a week, four or five hours a week, you focused in on improving your strength, improving your power, improving your conditioning, improving your speed. Now, you're still going to have an incredible skill set because three hours, six days a week of skill work is going to make massive improvements, but you're also going to be faster, be stronger, be more powerful, which means you're going to beat your opponent to the punch. You're going to be able to push a better pace. Your body's going to be healthier because you have the strength and muscle to actually properly support the joints because you're working on that. Who do you think is going to be better off? The one who hammers out more skills training, more skills training, more skills training, but lets the, their physical body start to deteriorate under all of that impact. Or the one who's doing slightly less skills training, but is building up the physical structure of their body to be able to take the impact that they're putting on them within the sport. I guarantee you it's the second one. Because Yes, your skills are massively important. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you don't need to train your skills and you don't need to train them hard. You do. But if you are faster, stronger, healthier, able to push a better pace than every opponent you face, you will beat people who have a better skill set than you do because you're able to beat them to the punch and you're able to overwhelm them with pace and pressure. So the key to success in a sport is not purely the skills. The key to success in the sport is the skills and being able to execute the skills. And that's where a lot of people go wrong is they think just more skill work, more skill work, more skill work. But the work we do, getting stronger, getting faster, improving the conditioning, just allows you to execute on that skill set at a higher level for longer. And that's going to be the balance you need to be able to do this at the highest possible level for the longest possible time, which I know is the goal of so many people that follow me. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, the other important thing, too, with that optimal training over maximal training is recovery. If you train hard every single day, that's awesome. But if you're not recovering and you're not letting your body heal up, you're pushing yourself towards burnout and injury. And you're going to feel great for probably a few years training really hard every single day. But you're going to hit that point where your body starts breaking down. And instead of waiting until you feel that and waiting until those injuries come and waiting until you can't train the way you want to train anymore, start taking proper care of it now. And guys, I'm not telling you that this is going to happen to be a dick. I'm not telling you that this is going to happen. This this is going to happen to you know throw a guess out there. I'm telling you this is going to happen because that's how the human body works. And I know as soon as I say that, there are going to be a lot of people pointing to, 
well, what about, and they're going to name some athlete that they think doesn't take recovery days. And I promise you any number of things, either A, the athlete that you have in mind that you're trying to point to to say, see, I don't need recovery days because they don't take recovery days, is either training full time, which means that they can train every day, but also have eight hour blocks in their day to recover. So you can build a training schedule that doesn't need one full rest day as long as you're resting within the week. Two, they're not training at 100% in every one of those sessions. Or three, you don't know as much about that athlete as you think you do. See, a lot of people will see an athlete online and be like, oh, I know exactly how they train because they did some videos and showed some of their training sessions. But you're not seeing that athlete all day, are you? You're not seeing the eight hours of sleep every night, or you're not seeing the rest day that they take that they're just not posting on social media because that's not as interesting. You're not seeing every piece of the puzzle, so stop pretending you know everything about the athlete. If you want to succeed in your sport long-term, recovery is not an option. Recovery is not a thing where it's like, oh yeah, but I don't like recovering, so I won't. It's like, you might feel good with it for a while, but it's not gonna last. You need to manage the training load through your week. And we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to give you ways to uh, just a quick way to tell that you need a little bit of recovery right now. So the first thing, if you're training every single day right now and you start to notice that your coach needs to tell you something two, three, four, five times before it finally starts to click, it's not because you're stupid. It's because your brain is fried and you need to let it recover. Same thing. If you are an excited, passionate happy athlete that just loves to be in the gym and you hit you know one two days in a row that you're like oh god i really just don't want to go to training today it's probably not because you don't like your sport anymore your body is probably just exhausted and those are the signals from your body being like hey man chill the fuck out and let me rest and then when you take that day off you're going to go back into the gym the next day. You're going to be in a better mood and you're going to get way more out of that training session because you actually allowed yourself to recover. And then finally, if you have little nagging injuries, like, you know, a little thing in your knee that just doesn't seem to be going away. Usually what happens is people have that little nagging thing. And then after a day or two, it disappears. But if you start to notice that you're like, Oh, it's just not going away. Like I had this thing. Usually when it comes up, it disappears after three days oh, now it's been two weeks and it's still not going away. That's your body trying to tell you a signal. Hey, we don't have the ability to repair this right now because we aren't, we aren't properly recovered. So what you need to do is learn to give yourself the recovery that your body's telling you it needs in order to be able to refuel, recharge, and get more out of your next session. So guys, that is it. That is all. I hope you got some good value out of that. I hope you learned a little something. And I hope that shifted a little bit of your perspective on training overall and on how to get the most out of your training to succeed in the sport. As always, my number one ask of you is if you got value from the show, share it with a friend, share it with a teammate, share it with somebody who's going to need to hear this message. And as always, I appreciate you all. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now remember, information without execution is useless. 
So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.